This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Uh, we have a special guest on the line with us, Channel 5 producer Tim Burns is on the line. Good morning, Tim. Good morning. Hey, Tim. Let me ask you this first right out of the gate. Uh, so Tim Burns, by the way, uh, just a great dude. He works down at the assignment desk in the Channel 5 newsroom. So that means... There are scanners in the background, and there the phones mm. are ringing. People are calling in with tips. So during any run-of-the-mill day, uh, Tim generally has his hands full, and things can really just pop up all of a sudden. Uh, Tim, can you just describe what, what the last couple of days has been like from your perspective behind the assignment desk at Channel 5? Uh, pretty chaotic. I've worked at KCP for 15 years, and this is pretty equal, maybe approaching the level of the bridge collapse in 2007 for chaos of just all hands on deck and everybody moving about and trying to gather things. What makes this one hard is things just keep popping up everywhere. It's, you know, I think our viewer, your listeners may think it's all just happening at uh, that area around the third precinct in South Minneapolis. And it, it's it, much more than that right now. It's popping up everywhere. And it's and when it's like that, it's, you just have to stay in an ever ready position. So with, how, how are you operating that? Do you just have reporters stationed in one place, but are they always on a situation where it's like, if we call you and it's time to go, it's time to go? Yep. The the backpack units uh, that we have are very uh, easy to move with. You know, they're, the, they're literally the, the size of a backpack, and they can move around and be mobile. That's why you see people kind of just moving with crowds and that kind of thing. It's a great uh, technology that was developed maybe five or six years ago that has been great for news crews. And, yep, we just move when we need to go. Tim, I have to ask you, uh, obviously you heard about the CNN reporter that was arrested. Um, has Have any of the reporters experienced any kind of run-ins or any kind of uh, negative situations uh, with the police or the crowds in general? Because it's very dangerous uh, right now to be a reporter. Uh, I'd say no on the police. Um, our crews that were there when the National Guard and the State Patrol came in this morning stood back from that, and they had no – they were not asked to leave, and they were right up against them. So that was very surprising that happened to that reporter, but maybe because it was so early in it. Like, that incident happened just minutes after the, the Guard and the State Patrol stepped into that area around the 3rd Precinct. Mm. And then as for uh, – with protesters or people in these looting situations, yes, we've, you know, had – uh, one of our photographers was hit in the back of the head with a projectile and cut open in the back of his head. He's okay. And a couple other people got hit with objects, like hit on the leg. So, yeah, I mean, they're in danger areas, and they do the best to protect themselves. We try to put them in groups of three to protect them, but, you know, things still happen in a ever-moving situation. Yeah, this is a uh, this is a, a, a unique time, too, for, for the newsroom, because, as you mentioned, back to the 
the bridge collapse, and that was uh, you know just such a sudden, unforeseen tragedy. This one, which feels like it's sort of been brewing, as we've heard so many folks, uh, including Governor Walz, who was speaking earlier, giving context to you know this. There's a lot of hurt that is that is pent up, and now it is showing itself. Um, in this way. And so there, it always starts with the heartbreak of the passing of George Floyd. Uh, and then now it goes into watching businesses get burned down and things like that. And the governor's trying to restore order. Tim, can I ask you a personal question? Go ahead, sir. Um, your wife is a woman. And so that means that you have a different perspective. And certainly you she does out, in Steve. regards. You cut oh, I'm out. sorry. Can you hear me again? Go yes. ahead. Go, go ahead and re-ask it. Yeah, just so I can hear it clearly. Sorry about that, Tim. Um, so your wife is a woman of color, and so you have a different perspective on this, and certainly she has a different perspective um, on all of this. What have conversations been like? You've got little as well, and you know perhaps they're too little to know of what's going on, but what have conversations been like around the dinner table for you and for your wife in the middle of this? It is an odd situation. Um, when things like this happen, things of race, and you know, I've been married eight years to my wife, and she's from Kenya, um, but is a U.S. citizen. Um, it, it it becomes an, a, a tense discussion sometimes, and some we talk about it a little, little bit, but we try not to get too intense on it because um, I could never walk in my wife's shoes or what she has dealt with living in this country for the last ten years or eleven years. So it's a it's a tough situation to try to walk in her shoes, and we try not to get too intense about it. And honestly, you know, I've had the TV on, and she's watched it a little bit, but not. I think it angers her, so she doesn't watch it too closely because I think it does anger her seeing what's happened and and the response to it. It's been tough. It's it's tough in our household, though. Yeah, I bet it is, and I and I think you know, you bring up that interesting perspective because you know we've talked this morning about um, like. We are on this show, we're three white people who are doing this show, and we have not experienced what it is like to live as a black person in America, in the Twin Cities, in the midst of a situation like this. And so we want to we want to we want to learn. We want to grow in empathy and understanding. And um, it's 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 a lot. So that's interesting to hear that perspective. Well, know this. We are we are very grateful for the work. Um, that Five Eyewitness News is doing. I know that it was a very late night. I think, were we on until 2 a.m. last night? Is that what Close I Close to that. I think one thirty or 2, somewhere in there, yeah. Wow. We were continuous coverage past our 10 o'clock news. So, yes, it, it's been long. We had one of our, one of our uh, well, you know him, Bob Savo, our assistant news director, uh, actually slept on the Twin Cities Live studio, I believe, last <laughs> night to, for a couple hours because like, he didn't want to go he home. slept at the station, that and I wondered, couch. where did he sleep? Yeah. Did he put his head down on the desk? Well, good. That's what we have that fake loft for at Twin Cities cities live anyway is that you know there's a couch yep. so yeah you know you, you can do tv on it steve and you can do um you know we can allow people to rest in the middle of chaos so it's working well, for listen. us Tim, has, I, can i just ask one question has there yeah. has there been a lot of um national um uh, network um reporting done on you know coming from minneapolis yeah, I mean, CNN's been here. I think all the networks are here doing, like, I think it's been the lead on the national news last night from what I saw. And, yeah, it's funny the inquiries we get, though. I have to do another interview with Washington, D.C., and I was on the AM News yesterday with the time change in uh, national news in New Zealand, believe it or not. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. And these things happen. Yeah, they reach out, and they're, they just want – they kind of, I think, just reach out to news stations and just ask for anybody. You know, so I did a, a FaceTime interview with – so I was on the – whatever the Today Show is or the, you know, a Good oh, Morning America is in – yeah, in New Zealand. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Goodness. Well, well listen, it, it has captivated you how... the attention. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
exactly how that tells you. Yeah, I mean, New Zealand's pretty far away. So if they're like wanting to put that in their morning news, that's telling you something how big this is. Right. Right. Absolutely. Timmy, listen, man, we we uh, we love you, man. Appreciate the work that you do. You know, for every reporter that you see um, in front of the camera. There is always a, a camera operator right there with them. There's a yep. team of producers. There's a hardworking team that stays back at the station and then those that go out in the field. And uh, and you all have our appreciation for doing your best to uh, cover this story and to yet again shine shine a spotlight on injustice in search of truth. So we appreciate the work that you and the rest of the team are doing. No problem. Thank you, Steve. Thanks for your time, Tim. We yep. appreciate it. Okay. Uh, be safe. Thanks. Okay, that's Tim Burns from uh, Channel 5. Um, wow. Yeah, I was wondering about that whole thing. Like, is ABC News going to local ABC affiliates here at KSTP? Yeah. Um, and apparently, uh, yeah, it's like all hands on deck. Yeah, I, I would guess. imagine it's that just... a lot of uh, a lot of national national shows had their folks out In here fact... to um, have have their own boots on the ground. In fact, the reason I knew that the governor's um, the governor's press conference was postponed was because my sister-in-law works at the ABC network in New York mm-hmm. and she sent me a heads up. So, um, it's good to know people. You know yeah. I mean? There, I saw, I was watching a video last night where someone from Ireland was, you know, saying, Oh my gosh, we're watching from Ireland. And this is, this is just so crazy. Um, man, I, 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 I'm hope it's not naive, but I, I just hope, that we move closer toward justice today, that we move closer toward um, some level of peace and less unrest. And, and that that will only be expedited, which I think goes back to the Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. quote that Don shared earlier, um, that we, we need to get to a point of justice. You know, right. they need people need to know right. that this won't just sort of go away, that it won't get swept under the rug um and we heard keith ellison mention this in um and governor Walls as well that you know i think uh attorney general keith ellison said that it's not just about repairing the broken glass and repairing the windows at storefronts uh, but it's about doing that same for society which feels feels broken right now absolutely and so there's a long road ahead but um yeah we have uh, to um, restore trust in yeah. communities and in our police departments and it's it's not going to be a, you know an easy road yeah that is for sure least. you know uh dawn and jason and alexis talked to uh miss shannon who we know and love who works here at the radio station earlier today um i would love to hear a little bit of what she had to say yeah, me um too. Uh, Miss Shannon, of course, um, a, a black woman raising a black son. It would be uh, great to hear her perspective. So we'll uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back and uh, we'll listen to a little bit of that conversation coming up next on my talk. Was never the right time. Good morning, Whenever welcome back, Donna and Steve on my talk one oh seven one. Everything entertainment, trying to navigate through what is happening in our city right now. Um, here's a heads up. Did you guys know about the, uh, 24 stores, Target stores closing? No. Um, yeah, 24 stores around the Twin Cities are, uh, closing, um, as protests continue over the death of George Floyd. Um, Target released a statement saying the company, 
was heartbroken by the death of George Floyd and the pain it's causing the community. And they said that 24 stores were being temporarily closed so that the focus will remain on um, their team members' safety and helping the community heal. So uh, just a heads up on that. Um, The morning show talked to Miss Shannon earlier today about what is going on. We wanted to get a perspective from a person of color. Um, Miss Shannon works at the radio station and she is raising a son. And um, I, Dawn, you tell us where we're going to join in on this conversation. Well, we're going to join in. She, she's talking about um, what she thinks that a majority, not a majority, but a, a lot of white people, how their, their interactions with the African-American uh, public out there, what they see and how uh, on a daily basis, how she feels. That's uh, how to sum it up mm. here. I'll just play okay. it from, from there. They, they see two extremes. They see the Cosby show or they see black people on top. And that's it. Or they see brown people that are, in, you know, in those scenarios. They don't know what the normal, what the mean is, you know, for people of color and what is involved in all of those things. And, you know, and feeling like people don't get to know you as a human being is a day-to-day reality. <laughs> when, you know, it's like you're going, they're so easy. Like, if you wonder why, and I'm sure you guys talked about this, if you wonder why there's always this backlash and why we are continually upset when you hear all these blackface stories and when none of those stories pop back up and when people go, what's the big deal? They're just being funny or just doing that. It's because it's that whole genre. Like, when you go back to those kind of things, it's seeing people of color as a costume. Yes. That's why it's so of such a problem. It's that we're already battling the, do you see me as a human being? It's dehumanizing. It's humanizing ourselves. Yes. Humanizing ourselves. And then when you have that, it's like, no. That makes you take a step back. You're a costume. You're a character. You're not a person. So when you, so Shannon, that makes perfect sense because when you see the video of the white cop on the knee, or I'm sorry, his knee on the throat, on his uh, throat. It, it, How can you do that to another human being? Well, you can. You, you you know? can and when you, you know that's the maddening thing. Well, you can when you think that human being is less than. You know what I mean, Shannon? Right. That's you. You you right. can. You have the ability to do that when you think the person you're doing it to is lesser than, less than you. That's how that right. happens. That's how that right. damn happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so making sure that we try to level that interaction is part of the overall problem and what people are constantly working on and going, no, it should be, you know, me as a human being and that we are all on the same level and that's not where we're at. And it's, and unfortunately there's, it, it, it is so infused in our culture that that main, that particular status quo remains. And that's where I think a lot of the, divisiveness that we see. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house 
to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. And that trying to create that feeling of pockets of others. Everybody's different. Everybody's this. All of our, you know, you know, whatever I need is more important than what you need. And we can't work on things collectively. That's why they maintain that because it makes it easier to go. Well, that pocket's not important. That's and to them, not us. Yeah. Yes. That pain is their pain. That trauma is their pain. Yeah. And that cannot be the message because mm-hmm. it, it is our pain. Right. It's, it is our trauma. Right. But once we start right. saying that, Shannon, I can make a big difference. All of us appreciate Thank your time, you so sweetheart. Much. Thank you so much. One more. Oh, one yeah. more thing. Sh- oh, go ahead. Shannon. Give that yeah. little brat a hug for me. I haven't seen him in a year or more. Aww. So I, I'm sure he's grown up. Oh, wow. That is just heart wrenching. Yeah. To, yeah. to hear it. That on a daily basis, in those words. she struggles to have people see her just as a human being. We mm. will never know what that's like. Right. Mm. She's wow, also man. trying to raise it's a really son sad. who's special needs. Uh, if you want to listen to this, you can go to the Jason and Alexis podcast, and in the feed, you'll see the whole conversation with Miss Shannon. But she spoke about how you know her son has autism, and sometimes mm-hmm. you know he's he's a big boy, he's twelve, but he's the size of an eighteen year old, right? And she right. struggles with if they're in public and he has a meltdown, right? She mm. thinks about here is some that people look at her and she's not just trying to protect her child she's trying to protect him from people who might aggressively Hmm. be at odds with them and that she could be in danger because he is a black boy and right so then she has to all of that is also in her head and that broke my heart also you know because he's so sweet dominic is like oh boy it's just she is she is the she is an amazing mother. Yeah. She really is. Yeah, when I see her sure parent is. him, she has the patience of a saint. She does. She really she does. Really there, does. There, there was one time where she let him take shaving cream and just put it all over their living room. She said, oh. shaving cream, you can actually clean up and it doesn't leave stains. So I just let him go crazy. <laughs> and he had this pile of shaving cream it, with the cars going through it all over their furniture. And, their, oh and, their, and he was so happy. And, you know. I just look at her life and how she's such a beautiful person anyway. And to think that our friend has to go through that, you know, I I agree. Yeah. I appreciated that. She uh, took the time to call and. (sighs) Well, you know, she is, she has such um, a lovely way about her always too, where even in the midst of talking about something that is uh, so heartbreaking and so difficult for for her, shedding light on just the daily experience of living her life. Um, she has such a positive, like spirit about it. Somehow, mm-hmm. oh, you know what I mean. Always, where where she she would have uh, she would be very justified in feeling angry and i'm sure that she does on different levels and different days and yeah. all that but she she puts it out there i mean she's it's the comedian in her i bet that yeah. she uh, just as a stand up comedian you're she sort of knows how to deliver it in just sort of a a winsome way that then kind of she can even sort of sm- not smile about it but laugh about it in a way that a comedian would and then help you to open your eyes more to something that you aren't seeing or haven't right. seen before exactly and I really want to acknowledge also to put her in the position 
today to Mm -hmm. feel like she had to speak for all African-American people in the community as a pressure that, you know, I just want to acknowledge that's a lot. It is a lot. And so she she's she's a strong person. She's stronger than I am. Well, Dawn, first of all, we we have to say thank you because this is a long day for you and not just the hours, but to just be. Uh, talking about this for six hours straight and and listening to this for six hours straight is absolutely exhausting. And I know you didn't get a lot of sleep last night. Um, I think a lot of people uh, were struggling with sleep and I you have to be up in the middle of the night to begin with. So thank you for being mm-hmm. here and doing such yeah. a great job and for dealing with the uh, not so nice people who like to make phone calls to radio stations and say mean things. So, um, we love you. We just want you to know. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. We've I've said it a couple times already. I'll say it again. If you feel like boy, they don't sound like they uh, know how to talk their way through uh, race riots. Yeah, we don't. This is new <laughs> yeah. and this is overwhelming and heartbreaking, and we're just trying to essentially verbally process this with you live on the air and so um you know forgive any clumsiness or or missteps we're trying to just sort of authentically walk with you because we too were watching the last couple nights and just uh boy the amount of times that i saw minneapolis is burning or saint paul is burning i just thought oh gosh look at all this and this comes is rooted in this place of you know just such pain and heartbreak it's really difficult. Yeah. It's really difficult. So, yeah. Can we just maybe try to be kind to one another today? Right. And, and you know, in the before we um, take a pause here, I don't want to say the B word. I know. If you say the B word. <laughs> but before we said B it word, like three times fine. today. Um, uh, I would like to acknowledge uh, how brave our firefighters are out there, mm, the men and women, yeah, and good. and the police officers yep. that are that yeah. are this is so scary and hard for them. The ones that are good and doing good things and our national guard, they're heroes. They really are. Can you imagine being out there right now and how terrifying and how terrified their families are? So let's focus on that positive and the good people. Yeah. Yeah. The good people. Um, So thank you. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a, a scary place to be placing yourself right in the middle of danger. You know, and everybody Mm -hmm. in those communities also. Absolutely. All right, should we take a B? <laughs> Don't say it. Don't you dare say it. Okay. Okay, so. a pause and a B. A B yeah. and a P? Uh, oh, that sounds worse. Worse. Yeah, yep, maybe that got not. worse. Yeah. Let's, uh, how about this? In three minutes, we'll rejoin you. That doesn't sound much better ah, either, does nah, it? No, probably not. I don't know. Don't go anywhere. Uh, We're not going to go anywhere either. Yeah. How's that? Uh, We'll get to some of your emails. If there's anything that you would like to uh, express, send us an email. Donna and Steve's show at mytalk1071.com. We'll try to get to those up next. Hey, good morning. Welcome back. Appreciate you guys listening. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment except today. Um, not a whole lot of entertainment, uh, going on because we are very focused on what's happening in our cities and, uh, want you to know that we, uh, we care. Um, the governor has been speaking for about an hour now. Well, he hasn't, but there have been other people during this press conference and we thought, let's just check in and see if there's anything else we need to learn. 
The way we're able to stop it is employ these tools with the support of the public to make sure we isolate these folks. And, and again, as, as Mr. Harrington said, the idea that you think you can firebomb a building and not be arrested and spend serious time in jail, I understand that. But the idea that we don't want to make people who are out there still asking, what about George Floyd? What happened to those people? What happened to the people who did this? That got lost in 48 hours of anarchy. That's what we're going to put again. Dump. We saw three television journalists get arrested early this morning on live television. Can you or anyone up there tell me how many looters and arsonists have been arrested over the past two days in know. the Twin Cities? I'm going to use this as an opportunity again, as I said, Tom. I, I am deeply apologetic that this happened. I understand that the community would believe if this were targeted. Um, I, as I told uh, Jeff Zucker, the president of CNN, I don't care at this point what the circumstance was, why they got arrested. It is wrong. It is unacceptable. And we needed to correct it. As far as others, who can answer? Yeah, I mean. Anybody been charged or arrested? Yes. Uh, both St. Paul and State Patrol and others have made arrests on burglary, arson charges. I believe arson charges. I know burglary for sure uh, that they have been arrested. There has been stops. There has been, in fact, folks incarcerated. I do not know if they've been charged yet or not, because I think most of them were done in the last 24 hours. Yes, it's breaking into the breaking into the, the grocery stores, breaking into the targets, breaking into the the uh, Walgreens of the pharmacies have been uh, just decimated uh, with folks we believe who are seeking Oxycontin and other opioids out of the pharmacy stock. And so we've been uh, chasing that around as well as chasing the folks that have been setting fires. So, yes, there have been arrests made uh, and there will be more arrests made. If, say again. I will get you a number. I don't have that. I'd ask the, the both Minneapolis, St. Paul, and my other folks that were part of our, our unified command to get me information by 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock this morning. I have not received it yet, uh, but I'm hopeful to have a sit rep from the last 24 hours, and we'll get that to you as soon as I get it. Governor, I have to ask you your reaction to President Trump's tweets um, from last night in relation to Minnesota and, and what he said. Okay. There's a, a little bit. It just seems like they're kind of... Um, Answering questions. Yeah, just a little Q&A going on there. Um, yeah. Interesting that he said, you know, in all of this chaos and anarchy, we're forgetting the whole reason um, that this is going on, and that is um, the death of a man mm -hmm. um, by a, a police officer, that man, George Floyd. Um, let's take a minute to... Uh, just talk about this for a second. First of all, I know that Ice Cube, um, the uh, actor, artist, um, canceled on a Good Morning America appearance yesterday mm -hmm. uh, because of George Floyd's death. He um, tweeted, I apologize to everyone expecting to see me on Good Morning America today, but after the events in Minnesota with George Floyd, I'm in no mood to tell America good morning. Um, somebody had suggested that he should have gone on anyway and talked about it. And he mm. said, I'm done talking. These people know right from wrong and they obviously don't care. So what are mm. we talking about? So mm. it's a lot of uh, anger. And obviously this is a story that's um, spread all over the world as we talk to um uh, your reporter friend Tim Burns from Channel 5 saying that he did an interview uh, with a station in New Zealand. 
So, yeah. Um, yeah. but ex NBA star is it Stephen or Jackson or Stephen Jackson? Stephen Jackson. Stephen Jackson. Uh, yeah, Stephen Jackson. I think played on the Indiana Pacers for a while, and I saw a headline. Now you probably know this better than I. Um, that he was friends with George Lloyd. Is that what you're reading? Um, yeah, they grew up in Houston together, okay. and um, they. Um, it's funny. He said he called him twin because they looked uh, a lot alike. Um, here's a, a clip of him talking about it. Can you just tell us about him? You didn't call him George. You called him. You called him twin. Yeah, I, I've I've heard George in the last couple of days more than I've heard in my whole life. And we had a 20 plus year relationship. Uh, his name was always Floyd or twin. And you know, I, and nine out of ten times we called each other twin. He was just a great dude, man. Somebody that supported me genuinely, somebody that wanted to be a protector and provider for everybody around him. Uh, one of those guys where you live on one side of the town and your side of the town is not agreeing with the other side and they hate each other. But he's the only guy that can move around the city and everybody gets along with him. That was Floyd. And uh, I'm, go- I'm going to miss my friend, man. I-, I You very seldom get people, especially when you have the success I've had, you very seldom get people that support you genuinely with no yeah. motives. Yeah. Uh, Flaw was that to me, and uh, I, I'm, I'm going to miss him. Yeah, that he didn't want anything from you. You you said that he didn't have a hateful bone in his body. I, obviously, he was a father, too. He had a six-year-old daughter. Can you just tell tell people about what we have all lost in losing him? Yeah, he has, he has two daughters, and, and what, what, what really bothers me about that is last night I was talking to his oldest daughter, his, uh, his uh, youngest daughter, Gigi, and... Um, mother and uh, the whole time I'm talking to her, Gigi is screaming in the background and just crying and just not doing well, man. And, and it, it sucks that the whole world had to see my friend go that way. Um, There's not the way he was supposed to go. He didn't deserve that. Um, but the way that people are, are supporting for him and standing up for him, the way I'm going to stand up and support him, uh, his death will not be in vain. Wow. <sighs> It's really tough, man. It's tough, <sighs> tough to Again, hear that that he, you know, nobody but somebody that's a father, you know, mm-hmm. and well, and that video is out there, mm-hmm. you know, for anybody to see to Google yeah. two little girls. Uh, by the way, that was ex NBA star uh, Stephen Jackson that we just heard from. He's a retired player. Well, and it's easy for um, it's easy for like for a name to just be, especially in headlines, right? You're just reading so many articles, and so it could be easy for you to just see a name as as his friend Stephen Jackson starts to fill in the blanks and just round out the picture of um, not a hateful bone in his body, um, having two daughters, uh, you know, it's someone's son you know like it's just like there is this is humanity yes that we're we're dealing with not just a name in a headline right this is humanity and and so then you have friends and family who are just left devastated for the personal loss and then uh and then others left uh devastated for just what feels like another another episode of just such apparent injustice Mm -hmm. mm-hmm mm-hmm you know, I was looking at a, a headline, um, I think it's on CNN, um, about what can black parents possibly tell their children now mm-hmm. about staying safe 
you know, yeah. I just can't even yeah. imagine. Yeah, I just I was looking at that article um, at that article too. I was mentioning earlier we got a couple um, good emails that I want to share here. Um, so I was talking earlier about how do you navigate this with your children, mm-hmm. and our approach with our kids is you know we want to sort of have if there is. If they're seeing stuff on the news, we want that to be an active thing, not passive, like it's just sort of on in the background and you're hearing about this fire or this homicide or this traffic accident or whatever, because those are pretty heavy realities and sometimes kids are processing these in different ways. Anyway, a couple sort of thoughtful responses that I saw. This from Kimberly, and she said, Steve, I appreciate you sharing your approach to intentionally or sharing news with your children. It is important, I feel, for you to acknowledge that this is a very privileged action. There are families living through this riot that cannot shield their child. There are families of color that cannot shield their child ever. So please keep in mind how your privilege allows you to parent in ways others cannot. Again, I say this with appreciation for your willingness to share and that it can be difficult to guide conversations on such profoundly complicated issues. To which I responded that that's great. That's a good perspective um, mm-hmm. for for me to have. You know, it's as as we tap into empathy, which is trying to, and it often fails, it falls short, but trying to put yourself in someone else's position and understand how they might be seeing or experiencing something. And so that that's a uh, a good perspective to have. And then I was also talking about how. You know, we try to celebrate the 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 differences that we have, and that you know, our belief is that there is a a God who intentionally created us all, and we come out beautifully different, and that's to be celebrated and should be representative of this big dynamic Creator. Um, and so, those should be celebrated and and enjoyed and respected. And but this person said this, this is from Heidi. She said, I think it's important to tell kids that although we are all the same, um, some people do get treated differently because of the way they look. And we need to teach inclusivity, but not give our children a falsity of everybody is treated equally in society. Learning about privilege and acknowledging it is important, too. Um, and I and I emailed Heidi back and agreed with that, that that is a good reminder that we those two things can exist in the same space, which is celebrating um, what I believe is truth, that we are all created equally and dynamically and differently, and, it's, mm-hmm. and that's a beautiful thing. But, but still, that truth, that like capital T truth, is not experienced in our reality in this this broken world that we're living in. Right. And, uh, right. and it's important to not just sort of put uh, rose-colored glasses on it for your kids, but to say this is the truth of the matter and we should be a part of the solution, not the problem, the ones who want to restore equality and speak dignity and honor into all of our neighbors' lives, no matter what they look like. But that's not always the reality, Mm -hmm. and kids do Mm -hmm. need to understand that as well. Right, right. Amen. Uh, We did get an email also from Faye, and I hope she didn't miss it when we did say this. She said, you know, in all of this, let's try to remember that most police officers are good and kind and want to help and they want to keep order. Um, Absolutely, Faye. That is. And we were talking about that, Faye, about, you know, they're in the families that stand behind them as they go out and protect and serve and are just truly want to better 
our, what the place that we all call home. Um, and they put their, their own lives at risk each and every day that they put their uniform on. So that's, that is a worthy point, Faye. It is a good point. And I would also like to make another point, uh, something that Miss Shannon said this morning that I had never considered, and that if she is in danger, she would never call the police. Right. Mm. That she would call a family member first because she doesn't feel safe. Mm. And that is really a sad truth. That is really, really sad because also that article that I was looking at on CNN, uh, Steve, I think you said you saw the same one about what Mm -hmm. to tell your children. And some of it is like what you just said. Yeah. You Mm. know, um, these are hard conversations. Yeah. 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 Um, We're going to take a B word. I just said it to get under B. Arthur's skin. Um, no, who has also been working very hard, by the way. I mean, she's just mm-hmm. been putting in so many hours and um, just anyway, setting up. And then she was here till 3 a.m. I mean, oh. and then she's setting up interviews for us. And, you know, that's not normally a program director's job. So we appreciate you to be. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll come back with the final stretch, some final words, some final emails coming up on my talk 1071. Another good one from the Jonas Brothers. My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. Donna and Steve, final stretch for our show. I, I want to point out um, to you guys that, um, you know, we were talking about how this 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 situation, these riots in, in Minneapolis, not just here, but also, you know, Denver, Albuquerque, Portland, Chicago, Memphis, Louisville, Columbus, Ohio, all over the place. Um, but we've got people who listen to us from other countries mm-hmm. and our friends in Canada sent oh. an email and they just said that they want to send a big hug to everybody in Minnesota. Oh. Um, and oh. they're thinking about us. Our friend Daniel, the painter, also Canadian, sending uh, lots of love. Just people from all over you know the place. Tony listens from France. Oh. Tony. Yeah. Oh. Tony. Does Tony listen to the morning show? Is he a morning show guy? Yes. Yes. Uh, morning show gal. Morning yes. show gal. Yes. Oh, yeah. and I. Actually, her husband uh, was a chef here in Minneapolis, and and oh. now they live in France. So, oh. anyway, wow. you know, we South Africa, China, um, yeah, all over. And then just here in the in the states, we've got um, our friends in Philadelphia or just outside of PA. Uh, shout out to Jessica. She sent love. Uh, to everybody here in mm. the Twin Cities and all of Minnesota. So just uh, wrapping big virtual huggy arms around everybody. How about that? Well, May I a... handle a little bit of housekeeping? Absolutely. <sighs> Are you going to plug your show? No. Okay. No, I'm not going to. Don't worry. I can't deal I with Julia again Julia today. Julia texting you. I just want <laughs> to text you. She knows... She knows not to text me. I've had her number blocked for months. No, that's not true. That's not true. Uh, hey, I wanted to quickly tell you before we go about the MyTalk resource page. I don't think we've mentioned this yet. It's presented by AARP. We want to keep you updated with everything that you need to know in the midst of the coronavirus pandemic, which uh, these past few days clearly has taken a backseat, but is an ongoing situation. Um, so we, with that, we want to give you opportunities to stay informed with what you need to stay informed with, and also just some other ideas, because we know people are still, even though it's summer and some restrictions have been eased, spending quite a bit of time at home. So ideas for things to stream and things that the kids might like as well. Yeah. If you go to mytalk1071.com, your keyword is resource, you'll find what you need right there. Absolutely. Uh, Colleen and Bradley are going to be coming in. They're also going to be talking to um, 
uh, probably members of the community or uh, and or um, some other reporters uh, just to give um, a different perspective on uh, what's happening. Yeah, I think they're going to have Chris Hagert, who's been out and about um, on the streets these last couple of days. I think he's going to be joining them today in the 12 o'clock hour. Oh, okay, good. Good, good. Um, yeah, but, you know, wishing for peace for everybody. Uh, the, the governor's conference is still going on. Yeah, I guess I, I was reading there. He hopes to have a, um, a plan in place. He's saying with the National Guard here. So the National Guard was called in. This was sort of confusing. Yesterday, uh, we heard that the National Guard was essentially um, called in. But that being said, it wasn't like a formal call. It's, I don't, I'm sure I'm screwing up terms here. But at, at one point, it was up to the cities to give the National Guard then, the Minnesota National Guard, plans as to how to uh, where they needed support. And um, as I was reading um, some tweets there, I believe from Tom Hauser from Five Out in his news, who is at Governor Walz's uh, press conference right now, that the cities did not give the the direction that was needed. So now the state has stepped in and has vowed that tonight will not be a repeat of last night, and that they uh, that they have a, a plan um, that should be fully um, explained. I think they said by two o'clock today. Oh, okay. Okay. So, so they they're they're trying to come up with some uh, some level of you know marching orders, so to speak, for what today will look like, so that hopefully we can move um, away from looting and vandalism and and violence and back toward justice and some level of peace. And I know that that peace will be hard to come by, um, and getting toward justice, moving toward justice, potentially potentially hearing charges filed. Um, would all perhaps relieve a little bit of the tension, uh, but the the National Guard is will have a presence here, and I believe also uh, Keith Ellison was saying, do not view them as an occupying force. Treat them with respect. They were doing COVID nineteen testing earlier this week. Like they are, they want to be a part of the solution, right? Um, you know, not not a part of. Well, the and that's another you know another layer on this whole thing is you know everybody's supposed to be social distancing. How is this going to have an impact on mm. uh, COVID nineteen uh, cases? Right. It makes you really wonder. I didn't even think about that. Oh. Uh, we do have uh, Colleen and Bradley will be talking to Freddie Bell today oh, and not yes. Chris Eckert. Uh, but I just, um, you know, I before we go, I just want to say that, um, you know, we're all doing the best we can here at the station. And we've said this before, but, you know, if you're not hearing what you want to hear and you feel like we should be doing something different, please have some grace. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, but, you know, yeah, I, I just I feel guilty going into the weekend, you know, just because I feel like we should be on tomorrow talking to people and telling people what's going on. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, and just uh, I'm just going to peel back the curtain. Uh, somebody had called during a commercial break and were incredibly, incredibly rude to Dawn, who has been up basically half the night if not the whole night and working a double shift every day so again have some grace because you know everybody's just doing the best that they can right yeah except for steve don't worry do. about me what i'm going through is nothing compared i know to the community that's on fire and everything else so well i'm just i'm just really hoping and um praying that 
some that we we take a step if we take a step one of two ways if if it's either toward more unrest or more peace i pray that it is toward more peace and that there is if it's that we take a step toward justice and and i mean just that things would start to settle a little bit and we would be clear as to where things are going regarding charges around the officers who were involved in the death of george floyd um and I think that there is a that a lot of people would like to hear that come down swiftly, um, but it's 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 just it's tough, and it's it's I think there are a lot of people right now who are praying desperate prayers of you know heal the brokenness because you look around right now and you see that there's a lot of brokenness, and and we're looking for some real action that we can see in front of us from our. Uh, local law enforcement from our leaders from our elected officials right that give us the assurance that we're moving toward that absolutely and uh and i'm in desperate prayers for just miracles for healing brokenness and and Goodness. you know like steve you said earlier do something nice for someone today mm-hmm. it's a small thing and and um yeah you know just the action will some come kindness yep the action hope. to come before the feeling and yeah absolutely uh, all right, guys. Well, well, listen, just to uh, piss Julia off, we are going to be doing Twin Cities Live today, I think. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, we will be on at uh, at three o'clock today. And as you know, we're we're shifting that there's there are things that have been changing all morning uh, regarding how we're putting our show together today but that'll be three to four thirty and then of course we're on channel five so if any news breaks or any news that we need to get you to uh we we send you right over sure. to the news i'm sure right the, the middle of our press conference well. will still be going on never know <laughs> i think know, i bet there's gonna be another one i think there might be another one this afternoon oh. so we're in a touch and go but you um, might be right listen, about that to everybody out there listening who's hurting who's heartbroken um we love you we are too and and we just hope that we can Things somehow get come together as one absolutely and move toward restoring um home for all of us and thank you for listening today uh stay tuned colleen and bradley are coming in next we'll see you back on monday